Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pina, and I am bringing you today's word for July 24th, 2020. So before I get into the message this morning, it is July 24th. Tomorrow's my birthday. So I just want to say I thank God for another year. Oh my gosh. Listen, God has been so good to me. Um, so I, I just want to take this opportunity to say thank you, Lord, for another year. Obviously, tomorrow's Saturday, so I'm not going to be on today's word. So I can't let you know tomorrow. I'm letting you know today. Tomorrow's my birthday. I'm truly blessed. I thank God for another year of life. And uh, his goodness towards me is overwhelming sometimes. So to God be the glory for the things that he has done and will do in my life and in your life. So I'm teaching a series entitled Faith and Patience. This is part 66 of the overall series. The title of today's message is When You Know God's Blessing is on Your Life. How do you act when you know God's blessing is on your life. Like, what is the attitude that you live with when you know the hand of God, the blessing of God, the favor of God is on your life? Let's talk about it. All right, so our foundational scripture is James 1, 2 through 4. The Bible says, my fellow believers, when it seems as though you're facing nothing but difficulties, don't let the difficulties change you. You should see it as an invaluable opportunity to experience the greatest joy that you can. For you know that when your faith is tested, it develops inside of you the power to endure all things. And then when this patient endurance grows inside of you stronger, 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 it releases perfection or maturity into every area, every aspect of your life to the point where there's nothing missing and nothing lacking. And that's where we want to be. Ecclesiastes 3 and 1 says, listen, I know that you're believing God for a lot of stuff. I know that I'm believing God for a lot of stuff. I know that you and I, we're confident of what God said and we're like, God, when is it going to happen? Ecclesiastes 3 and 1 says, there's a time, there's a season for everything and everything is going to happen in your life at just the right time. And then today, Genesis chapter 47, I'm going to summarize for you verses 7 through 12. Genesis 47, 7 through 12. Let me kind of give you the summary, set the stage, and then I'll give you some points and then I'll release you into the weekend. You ready? All right. I want you to rid yourself now of distractions and kind of like tune in, lock in. Uh, let me set the stage. So after introducing his brothers to the king, Joseph did this. And we saw that yesterday. Joseph thought it right to bring in his father. Now, I want you to, to pause for a moment and to just picture Joseph and then put yourself in his shoes. So let's just think about Joseph for a moment as it relates to the king, Pharaoh. So let's say you're Joseph. You have a relationship with the king, Pharaoh. You met this man nine years ago. When you met him, you were a prisoner and you had just spent some time as a slave, right? So you were a slave slash prisoner and you meet the prime minister, I mean, you meet the king. And in the day that you meet him, God gave you a word and all of that. And, and because of the favor of God, the hand of God, the wisdom of God, you got promoted from prisoner to prime minister. Like that day that you met him, that day you woke up in the prison and you went to sleep in the palace, right? And so your life has never been the same since that day. It's been nine years. God gave you wisdom to, to administer uh, all the, the, the financial logistical resources of the nation to the point where we, there were seven years of plenty. You administered that well. You had discipline. Now you're 
into a seven year, a famine period, you're two years into the seven years, right? So you're two years into this seven year period. Uh, and because of the administration and the wisdom and the forethought and the knowledge and the revelation that God gave you, Egypt is now blessed. So Egypt is blessed. Pharaoh is rich. All of these other surrounding nations are coming and you are the man in charge, right? So you are the number two in all of Egypt. And this man, Pharaoh King, is number one. So he's the only person that you report to. He is a sitting king. All the dealings that you have with him are grand, right? So, you know, you're part of the king's court. But whenever you talk to him, like, like there's this royal entourage. There's a level of pomp and circumstances. All of this stuff happens because he's a king. And so when your brothers came in, they came in, they were reverent. They bowed down. They gave, you know, they acknowledged his royalty. They gave him dignity and respect. And as a matter of fact, they almost took it too far. They were begging for something that the king already promised them. So, so they come in, but they're like in this humble mode, right? And so now it's time for you to bring your father in. <laughs> so now oh, you're like, okay, well, now daddy's going to come in. So now as you're bringing your father in, you would assume that your father's going to come in the same way that your brothers came in. However, your father's not an, a, a normal guy. Your father is the grandson of Abraham. And your father understands that mm, the blessing of Abraham is on him. You know what I'm saying? So, so your father walks in a different way. So your, your father walks in. Yes, this guy's a king and everything, but your father walks in and he knows who he is. He is Jacob, the grandson of Abraham. And so he's walking. Now, watch this. Now, he's coming to Egypt because he needs food. He's coming to Egypt because he needs something. He needs a blessing, but he's walking into the room. What? Knowing that the blessing is on him. And so he walks into the room. Watch this. I love this. He walks into the room to meet the king. And the text says the first thing that he does is he blesses the king. That, that, listen, that will mess somebody up. He walks in and it's, it's like, yeah, this dude is the king. Everybody bows down before him. Everybody cowers in his presence. I, got, I understand that. I'm cool with all of that, but they don't know who I am. He walks in. Then the first thing he does is he blesses the king. The James Fawcett Brown commentary of this text says, he says, Jacob signalized his entrance by imploring the divine blessing on the royal head. Watch this. He says that, it may be easily imagined how striking of an impression that was to everybody that was in the room. Normally, people come in and the king blesses them. He's like, no, I'm here to bless the king. I believe it was um, Spurgeon, I believe, who said that a preacher would have to condescend to be a king. In other words, I would have to take a demotion to be a king if the king is not born again and I'm born again and I'm called to preach the gospel. I know who I am. I would have to take a demotion to be him. And Jacob was saying, listen, don't get this twisted. Just because I'm coming because there's a famine and just because I'm coming and, and yeah, yeah, I got to understand that you're going to give me some food and you're going to give me some land, but don't get it twisted. The blessing is on my life. I would have to take a demotion to be you, Mr. Pharaoh. And so he walks into the room and blesses him. They have a short conversation. And then when he walks out, watch this. The text says he blessed them again. I'm, I'm talking about this is how you act when you know who you are. At our church, part of our vision is as Jesus is, this is 1 John 4 and 17. We say it all the time. As Jesus is, so are we in this world. You have to know who you are. You have to, you have to remind yourself of who you are in Christ Jesus. So let's talk about it. What does this mean 
to you today. I have six quick things to share with you on this morning, and then I'm going to release you into the weekend. So six things. Open up your heart to, to receive. Lean in. Number one, here we go. When you know who you are in Christ Jesus, you have a certain level of confidence that cannot be shaken. You have a certain level of confidence that will not be disrupted. Disrupted. You have a certain level of confidence that is not that is not stripped away just because circumstances change, just because the 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 markets are crazy right now, just because there's a global economic downturn, just because it's COVID-19, just, no, 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 none of that changes who I am. I know who I am. And so I'm not going to be changed by circumstances. Jacob walked in the room like he owned the room. You know what I'm saying? And so you know who you are in Christ Jesus. Number two, I'll give you somewhat of a personal testimony. I understand Jacob's actions very well. I served in the United States Army for 25 years. And my last five years, I worked like at corporate headquarters in the Pentagon, right? So I was on the Army staff. And so while I was on the Army staff, I had the, the blessed opportunity to, to present or to brief, to talk to directly the Army's top leaders, Secretary of the Army, Undersecretary of the Army, Chief of Staff of the Army, Vice Chief of Staff of the Army. So basically the Army top four, the Army brass per se, right? And so now as I'm talking to general officers or as I'm talking to uh, uh, politically appointed officials, I, I saw, like I saw... Otherwise, poised men crumble in their presence, right? Like I saw with my own eyes, people like stumble over words, get nervous, sweat, like they didn't know what to say. Now, these were people that were normally poised, composed, confident men and women, and they get into the presence of these people and they fold like a lawn chair, like we say, like, I mean, they just fold up. And so, so when I would go into the room, don't get me wrong, I respect authority. I appreciate who these people are. I know that they're there for a reason. I respect everything, you know, that, that, that God has graced them to do. But I know who I am. So when I walk in the room, I'm not cowering down before anybody. And so, so when thankfully on the opportunities that I had to present before them, a lot of times it was well received because they feel comfortable when people are comfortable around them. They, they actually, people who are in authority or in high positions, they don't like it when people walk into the room and are nervous, but they, they, they appreciate it. And sometimes I think they, they're a little bit surprised or taken aback, especially when it's a young person who knows who they are. And so, so when you walk into the room, listen, with me, it doesn't matter if you're general or private, if you're rich or poor, if you're a CEO or a low-level worker, at the end of the day, I'm going to treat you with dignity and respect, but I'm not going to let your position change who I am. I know who I am. My identity is solidified in God. I know that I, like Jacob, am walking around with the blessing on me. You know what I'm saying? The blessing is on me and in me and with me and for me. And so everywhere I go, I'm walking with that level of confidence. I, I refuse to shrink before for others in the presence of others. Why? Because I know who I am. And that's what happened with Jacob. Jacob walked into the room. And he was like, no, 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 no. I know who I am. I know everybody else is in here operating a certain way, but I know who I am. I know that I'm here receiving a blessing from Egypt and I appreciate it, Mr. King, but I need to release something over you. I'm going to release something. Listen, I'm here to receive but I'm also here to release. And so I'm going to release the blessing over you. Why did, why did Jacob do this? Because he understood what God said to his grandfather. God said to his grandfather, Abraham, I will bless those who bless you. I will curse those 
Who cursed you? And so when you when you know that and you believe that the blessing of Abraham is on you, then then you can you can live with that mindset. When somebody's a blessing to you, you can be like, hold on, thank you so much for being a blessing to me and my family. Do you mind if I pray for you? Do you mind? Oh no, people are like, go ahead, go ahead. And Father, I thank you that that you said in your word that he that receives a prophet because he is a prophet receives the prophet's reward. He that receives a man of God, because he is a man of God, receives the blessing that's on that man of God. And so this person, this man, this woman has been a blessing to me or to my family. And now, Father, I invoke the blessing. What's on me, what may it be upon them. I invoke the blessing upon them. Yes, sir. Thank you for being a blessing to me, but allow me to bless you. I bless you in the name of Jesus. And I'm saying, I believe that. Like there's something powerful when you know who you are and you invoke the blessing. When you when you invoke the blessing that is on you upon someone else, you release the blessing over them. And I'm, you re, you should release the blessing over your children as they go to school. That, that type of thing. I'm set. You got to know who you are and you got to believe in the blessing. Say amen to that. All right. Number three. Number three. Look at me for a minute. Let me ask you this question. Do you know who you are? Like, do you know what the Bible says about you? Just in case you don't know, let me remind you. You are a king's kid. You are a royal priesthood. You are a holy nation. You are a peculiar people. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. You are the righteousness of God in Christ. Listen, lean in. Let me speak this. You are the head and not the tail. You are above only and not beneath. You are the winner and not the loser. You are the victor and never the victim. You are the lender and not the borrower. I'm saying you are a child of God and so you should act like it. The blessing of Abraham natural blessing. The blessing of Jesus, spiritual blessing. Both of those blessings are on you. The blessing of Abraham and the blessing of Jesus are on you. So you should walk like it, act like it, talk like it. God will bless those who bless you. God will deal with those who curse you. And so so just remind yourself of who you are today. Number four, as Jesus is, I already mentioned this, 1 John 4 and 17, as Jesus is, so are you in this world. Let's pause for a moment and think about that. As Jesus is right now, so are you in this world right now, right? So picture Jesus right now in heaven, seated at the right hand of the Father, full of grace and truth. He is there in all of his glory. And just like he is right now in heaven, so are you in this world right now. So as Jesus is, so are you. You got now you remind yourself of that. Maybe you're not leaving the house today because of COVID-19, but you have some Zoom calls later on today. You have some virtual meetings later on today. You have some phone calls. You have some business dealings that you're going to engage with. Guess what? Remind yourself as Jesus is up there, so am I down here. And remind yourself of that before you get on that call. Remind yourself of that before you enter every meeting, every conversation, all the activity that you engage in today. This is how you remind yourself of who you are. Number five, you must know who you are. And when your when your identity is rooted in your identity in Christ, then you know that you are blessed to be a blessing. You are blessed and you are blessed to be a blessing. You respect other people. You never downplay who they are, but you don't allow who they are to change who you are. You can just celebrate them and you walk with unshakable confidence. And if you do, you will experience uncommon success. And then number six, and finally, as I close and release you into the weekend, when someone is being a blessing to you, like Pharaoh was, receive, do what Jacob did, receive 
the blessing and release the blessing. Let me say that again. You can receive the blessing and then you know that you're blessed to be a blessing. You can release the blessing and then people will appreciate it because they will appreciate that you know who you are in Christ Jesus, regardless of what's going on. Listen, don't let any circumstances ever strip you of your divine identity. You must know who you are and then act like who you are. Let me release you into this day. I want you to lift up your voice and speak this over your life. I want you to declare this and believe it. Say, Father, I know who I am. I know your blessing is on my life. Everything I do will succeed, will prosper because you are with me. Your blessing helps me to develop a level of confidence that is unshakable and unbreakable. I enter into this day with fearless confidence because I know I'm blessed to be a blessing. This is why I continue to say, greater is coming for me. I declare this by faith in Jesus' name. Amen. This is today's word. Please apply it and prosper. If you're not getting these messages, go to todaysword.org, click on the subscribe button, put in your email address, and you'll get all my notes in your email inbox every day for free. Listen, go into this day with confidence. Remind yourself, think about who you are in Christ Jesus. Know that the blessing of God is on your life. It doesn't matter. Even if you need help right now in this season and and, and people are helping you, appreciate the help, but don't think that just because you need help right now that you're not blessed. The blessing is still on you. So receive what they're giving you and then release over them what God has given you, which is the blessing. Invoke the blessing over others, invoke the blessing over your own life, and definitely invoke the blessing over your children. I love you. God loves you more. Have an amazing weekend. Enter into this day and walk in the blessing. I'll see you on Monday morning. God bless you.